you're talking about Brock Hewitt. But when you just sit on a couch there you go. and collect a check and then want to get in a text line and tell me something. There you go. You need to know your role. Hey, uh, Brock Hewitt of Brock and Salk on Seattle Sports 710, joining us courtesy of Elite Sportsbook. Hi, Brock. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Good afternoon. I was hoping and wishing I could get in that studio so I could have some of that mountain lion jerky. Ah, sounds pretty, pretty good. There you pretty go. Good. There you go. Yeah, what pretty happened to it? You don't have any for me? No, I'm not bringing you anything. Why? <laughs> because you never bring me anything. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Brought this guy elk and bear. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He tried to throw me somebody else's bag of chips. Oh. Wait a second. <laughs> You're not upset about that. No, I'm just kidding. No, you, no, the, the, the jerky's been suspiciously, suspiciously missing. Well, I brought it in here the one day and you just... I wasn't here. Well, that's not my problem. <laughs> Should have been here. I've had, like, I've had like two days of vacation in six what's months. More, hey, what's more important? What's more important? Your but kids, Richie your kids or the jerky? Wow. <laughs> What's and then Ra- Richie said something so grossly inappropriate that, you know, that they probably had to get rid of that <laughs> cat. So, yes. Anywho, let's move on. We've got news today. What good do news? Think, what do you think about Sean Payton being the new? I think, uh, it's, I think it's a good fit. Well, I know you, got, that, you got a relationship with him at all? You know him I, at all? I, I mean, very, very little. I, way back at the Combine in 99, I think he was with the Giants, and we chatted. And okay. I've seen him along the way, and certainly a colleague at Fox. I did reach out to some of my friends over there at Fox, just right, kind of, right. hey, what, what, yeah, tell me what, what do you think? Because, you know, sometimes those coaches get thrown in those roles on studio shows and different networks, and some just cash it in. Some just sit on the couch, like Wolf said, and collect their checks and don't work and don't treat people particularly well. So I reached out to a few of those people there on air, off air, and they had nothing but glowing remarks. Wow, that's cool. Said the guy worked his his tail off. He was a perfectionist. He came in. He didn't, he wasn't just, you know, there to be there. He, now some of that was he studied because he wanted to get back in it. I mean, he was never Mm going to, never not come back to coaching. So he did his due diligence he worked very hard he treated people very well and to me that was that was that was good news because i i didn't know you know someone of his esteem someone of his bank account could easily just go in and hey you know it revolves around me i'm the, I'm the show i'm the guy pay me and uh that was not his attitude at all what do you think of the um the and i bet he's already talked to russ in fact um russ uh, reached out to him remember? i know that's right yeah uh-huh what do you think the conversation is like? I think like? he's going to put Russ in his, Russ in his place. I how, think all right, yeah, yeah, walk that past me. Like, how does that, how, how do you do that? What does it sound like? What does it look like? Yeah, you're, you're not going to get any preferential treatment that others don't. You're not going to have an office. You're not going to have people You say in that? Here. You say that to him face to face. Oh, a thousand percent. Now, remember where this guy came from. He came from Bill Parcells. I mean, that, that's, that is his mentor. That's the roots of his tree. Mm-hmm. Or he was a branch off Parcells' tree. So, yeah, and from what I understand, he's no nonsense. I know a lot of guys that played there in New Orleans for him, and he was not easy. He was he was tough, tough love, if not fear, which I know Stink has talked about. And, Wolf, I'm sure you feel the same way. Is You know, you, you got to there, – there, a healthy fear is not a bad thing. And I think when it comes to Russell in particular and the culture that's been so broken, he's going to come in here and say, hey, Russ, you know, we're done with this. And on top of that, I will say this just from personal experience. The most humbling tape that you can watch as a quarterback is twofold. Your INT tape and your sack tape. And you remember when Gruden was doing his QB school? And, yeah. and you know, I think Gruden and Peyton are of some similar wiring. Remember, he would sit down with those guys and go, okay, walk me through this. Let's look at your interceptions, right? Let's look at your sacks. You know, let's, let's, let's tear the Band-Aid off. Let's go. What, what happened here? 
you know, like 50-some sacks you're going to have to talk me through here, Russ. Right? There's a bunch of interceptions you're going to have to walk me through here. Locate so, a real session. Uh, yeah, you know, okay. Carol calls to tell the truth Monday, and you've got to be able to do that. And there is no question that this ownership group targeted two people. It targeted Harbaugh, and they came back around to him, and it targeted Sean Payton because they're experienced, they're culture builders, and they're going to look that QB in the eye and say, this is my way. We're doing it my way and not your way. So the best way to keep Russ, fix Russ, because everybody's talking about fixing Russ, is to keep it real with Russ. You have to. You have to. And you have and, to be direct with them. Yeah, and I think if you uh, were at the Senior Bowl or at the Combine with Pete Carroll and John Schneider and and had a, a soda with them and, and got some <laughs> true serum out of them and said, hey, you know, at the end, did you kind of make some concessions that looking back you would do differently? And I think both those men would say, yeah, yeah. Now, it got to a point where they knew they weren't going to give this next deal and this next contract to Russell because they were through with that. And some of that was, you know, where they projected his game, his athleticism, all that stuff that Brady Henderson wrote about. But I think they made a few concessions that, looking back, wasn't the healthiest for the team and the culture. And you guys know it. You were there. You were at training camp. You watched it. This was, it, was, it was a cultural debacle this season. So this, this ownership group, when it was all said and done, was it topsy-turvy? Was it erratic? Did it feel off? Sure. But the end result, you got a guy you needed. You got a culture builder. And you got somebody. If, if there were two goals, first goal, get the coach right and the culture right. Okay, check. Number two, uh, we got to get the QB right. And I think Russell will have a year to do that and prove that and to turn it around. Only a year? Yeah, I think. I think you know my theory, Brock. You think he's Well, I don't know. I think by year three, they will be in an uh, AFC championship. Yeah, you think comeback? Are you still on the comeback player of the year next year? I think that he's going to. I think they're going to make a wild card. They're going to make playoffs as a wild card. Him, I think if you fed him your bison, your mountain lion, your bear, I think I think you need to. I think you need to you know where that food's coming from. That's exactly with, right. I, hey, I think if you dip it in chocolate, Russell eat anything. Oh, God. This did you, guy. Did you, uh, D-Mac, did you see the little video I just sent you before the segment, by the way? Yeah, I did. I sent it yeah. to Derek about the dude The dude building a lean-to in the woods. Yeah. yeah. Is that you, Wolf? Is that you he building looks, that lock he looks, like, he looks enough like Derek to sort of say that. Yes. I mean, it's a bigger guy with a goat. He's got a shaved head, and Derek's got the uh Yeah, he's got the, the dreads. He's but. got the lettuce or whatever, you know, schlereth. If it looks like something, Derek, uh, I mean. Do and would do. I think this is a good day. D-Mac, are you guys on board? Do you think this is oh, a, yeah. good, a, a good day and a good move for the Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're all, we're all It's got me excited. Yeah. Now, my, what, guy, my guy was Harbaugh, but listen, yeah. I'm coming from a different place than all this, but I'm not going to rain on anybody's parade. But I think the number one problem was Russ and his contract. Two was George Payton. Three was injuries. Four was Hackett. But okay. listen, I understand the realities of the situation. And I know and you, they wanted Harbaugh, too. They, they and wanted they Harbaugh. As and it, they went after him. And they circled back to him. And they just, as Shifty said, yeah, couldn't get a deal. So next best 1A is Sean Payton. Now, the, the sucky part is obviously the capital you gave up. And you don't have a first. And Yeah, but you know what? I looked at it and I was talking to our um, – I was talking to some people. You know what it really was, Brock? It was it was Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it really was. Yeah. So swap a second and third. Yeah. Yeah, because the second yep. and third swaps that kind of just that yep. sort of just balanced itself out. It really was Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton. Yep. And so, would you do that? Would y'all yes, do you that? Would. Yes, you would. You have to. Derek, would We're, you do Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton? Yeah. 
I would too. Where you have been culturally, you have to have somebody. Yeah. And you know what? If this was the first big move for this ownership group, for you to evaluate, for Bronco Country to judge, if this was the first big move, as I said, was it a little bit messy? Did it take a little bit longer? Sure it did. The fact that he was encumbered with draft and, and you have to picks and, and you have to negotiate with New Orleans, did that take a little time? Yeah. But in the end, this ownership group, Got it right. They got it done. They got it done. And you've got to give them, and I think the business people and that whole process. Proud of you, uh, Greg. Some, some credit. And, and now Mr. Payton's got to get to work, man. He's got to put a staff around him. Yeah. And he's got a lot of things to, to get to fixing. What do you think his, what do you think his first hire is going to be? Who do you think that's going to be? A D coordinator. And who do you think it'll be? You uh, think would, hey, you think that's going to happen before he hires like Joe Lombardi? I think you need that done before the combine. You would sure love to have a few of these things done this week with the Senior Bowl and some of that stuff. But I think before the combine, you have to have the pillars of your staff around you. Uh, I, I think Ethero did an amazing job this year. I, I think he's under contract, and if he wants to be here and he can look at that situation, I think the ball will be in his court. Now, does he want to do that or, you know, the, the hurt with his friendship and will he have other opportunities elsewhere? Does he join D'Amico Ryans? Who knows? But um, I, I that would be, I think, preference. And then Fangio would be fascinating. So Yeah, I got some, uh, I got a little birdie who reached out to me about the Evero situation. It's kind of interesting. And um, Brock, that is yeah. called a radio tease, as I there will tell everybody about that. Okay, on. boys. Sounds good. Showing all the skin. Uh, next week. From Brock and Sog on Seattle Sports 710, courtesy of Elite Sportsbook.